Hey guys, welcome to Just Austin's podcast with Wambo and Brusla Exima. Super excited and delighted that you tune into this podcast. God bless you all so much. Thank you. And as you all know, we are still in season six, talking about insecurities among young people, among teenagers. And today we are looking at episode five and we're talking about dealing with addiction to external validation yeah we're going to be looking at how to deal with addiction to external validation some of us are really actually addicted to seeking validation or approval from people and we do not know when we get our hair done when we get our clothes on when we get our shoes laced when we get just anything done we want to be validated we just want to know what people think about it we want to know how people feel about it and invariably if people feel good about it then we start to feel good about it but if they don't feel good about it we tend to question our feelings we tend to question what we are doing we tend to question our lifestyle we tend to question address sense you just want to question everything if people are not in support or if people are not validating what we are doing and a lot of young persons fall into this trap but it's important that you realize that people always have opinions and i tell people if people's opinions or thoughts about you are not in alignment with what god has said concerning you then you should discard those things then you should disregard what people are saying or what people think about you you know i used to have a friend or i have a friend not like i used to have a friend i have a friend and one time we were discussing and the person told me that before the person has to go out the person would ask questions about how the dress is how the shoe is how the hair is every single thing people have to validate it and if they do not give him a good validation or the person would have to go you know pull up and wear something else that would that people would say okay yes this looks nice but sometimes it's not like it's bad that people tell you when you're not looking well dressed or when you're out of line no it's not bad but we should learn to cross the line we should sorry we should learn to draw the line we should learn to draw the line where people's opinions essentially do not matter but god's will and desire for us matter above all of what people say sometimes you want to do something you want to obey god but because someone else feels like obeying god will make you do something foolish or make you appear stupid they'll tell you no don't do this thing because it's not nice naturally speaking or humanly speaking you will look like a fool but if you go with what these people are saying you will definitely fall off um, god's plan for you so it's important that as a person or as a young person or young adult as a teenager that your validation comes first from within you and comes from god i remember someone was asking me said what makes you happy i said 
the person was mentioning having friends around this was mentioning doing other stuff like that you know people get happiness from external things they just feel like when i get this job done i know yes you there's feelings of happiness you know there's just this pleasure this you are happy that you got something done or you have your friends around they are good but what happens when you cannot get a job done what happens when you don't have friends around you so it's important that you redirect your source of validation that you redirect your source of happiness that you redirect your source of satisfaction and fulfillment god should be the number one factor god should be the first reason why you should be happy that is why jesus christ said in john chapter 14 verse 27 that he the peace he lives with us is not as the world lives because this world will definitely come and take what they've given you it's not lasting Whatever the world gives, whatever you get externally is not lasting. It's like a fecal. So that is why when God created man, he said, let us make man in our image and likeness. God did not go to an external source. God did not say, let's look at the tree and mold or carve an image. Then call it man. No, God said, from me, let us make man. So if whatever forms you comes from God, if God breathed life into you, and this life speaks about your soul, it speaks about your spirit, it speaks about your body. If God could create everything that encompasses your life, then he should be the source of your happiness. It should be the source of your validation. It should be the source of every single thing you want to do before you can start looking at world. Because sometimes what people will tell you is literally wrong. It's the wrong thing. I'm telling you, it's very, very, very wrong. I remember when I was younger, when I was in secondary school, no, because I, I grew up in a family that my mom does not use makeup. You know, we are not this kind of beauty or cosmetic people, but we are fine. God made us very beautiful and handsome in my family. But back then when I was in secondary school, I was, you know, usually faced with a, a, a group of young ladies that would tell me, Priscilla, you don't know what's up. Priscilla, you don't know what's this. Like, they always wanted, you know, those girls were people who, took their validation or their sense of beauty from cosmetics or makeup. So because I wasn't one who took my sense of beauty from such, they started picking on me. You know, it now felt like it was wrong for me not to even do makeup. It felt like it was a taboo or, or an abomination for me to just go out playing with my powder and all of those things, like or just on lip gloss. If you like, it was a taboo. That if you didn't do makeup, there was something wrong with you, or you were acting like holier than thou, holier than thou. At you know, it just felt like you were giving off this holier than thou vibes or attitude. But no, I actually grew up in a family that our validation did not come from external things. Right from time, we just knew that we are complete in Christ. And I'm excited that my mom could raise us up that way, that my parents could raise us up that way. But those young ladies, they took their validation from, you know, from compliments, from guys, from makeups, from clothes, from cosmetics. You know, if they did not have the latest makeup, ah, hair will break loose. Or if no, if the newest guy in school doesn't is not their friend or doesn't compliment them, then there's a problem. You know, stuff like that. And I felt like it was slavery. That was bondage. Why can't I just live my normal life? Must you validate me? Must you tell me that this is... And that's how my life has been. 
I do not wait for you to validate me. I do not wait for you to tell me this thing is correct. I do not wait for you to tell me you are doing the right thing. No, because right from time or from a very young age, I had to understand that if God created me in his image, then that's enough. Yeah, so there was a problem with those ladies or those girls. They always wanted people to compliment them. And if you didn't give them the compliment, if you didn't really, you know, validate how they are looking, they would feel they didn't do the makeup well. They would feel they did not appear in a certain way that would attract compliments or, you know, stuff like that. And sometimes this comes from unhealthy attachment to things or probably someone who doesn't um, like who they are. Let me put it that way. People who have identity crisis, they can also have this problem, addiction to external validation, because from within them, they are, they do not validate them. So there's no inter- there's no internal validation. They do not even approve of themselves. They're having struggles accepting who they are. So they would need people to always, you know, validate them, accept them, and say, you are this, you are that, before they can actually believe that, okay, yes, it's true. But it doesn't have to be like that for you. I told a friend one time, I said, these persons you're always looking out to or looking out for to validate you, to make you happy, to complete you. What if this stop talking to you what if they disappear all of a sudden what will you do or probably there's a change of location or a change of number the life just happens and these people stop communicating with you what is going to happen where will you start getting your validation from or will you go and kill yourself because people no longer compliment you or validate you i was in um just as to when i started having uh, pimples yeah and that period during the holiday i had bust them all and they formed black spots all over my face if you see if you saw my face you would have thought i had an infection so i went to school and my vice principal told me she said Bisla, what's this on your face i hope it's not an infection i laughed and i told her no they are black spots but the way she said it it was very annoying like insulting but i just told her no they are black spots so when i got to class one of my teachers said the most beautiful girl in this class should go and check her face with a microscope i knew he was talking to me you know so um people started calling me funny names like leopard that is leopard they started calling me funny names like this girl she has spots what has she done you know but if i had first built my validation on people sorry first built my life around people's validation on the moment where they started teasing me i could have started crying i could have probably i could have felt bad i could have told my parents i'm no longer going to that school they're bullying me they're doing this no but i understood that i am beautiful not because of my skin color i am beautiful i am good in fact i am pretty I am fine, not because my face is beautiful, not because I am fair in complexion, not because I have pointed nose, not because I have pink lips, not because my eyebrows are well shaved, or not because I have a long hair or I have a blonde hair, it's not because I have beautiful nails. 
it's not because of all of these things that I am fine or beautiful. All of what we think of ourselves, it comes from us internally. It comes from our subconscious. It comes from our heart. The Bible said in Proverbs 4 verse 23, as a man ticket in his heart, so is he. So no matter what anybody says to you, if you do not think that you are better off than anything that, pe- that, that people say, you would not be better. You would not be good. As a man ticket in his heart, so is he. So what are you thinking of yourself? What do you think you are? Do you think you are what people are saying? Do you think you are people's opinions? Do you think you are the names people have called you? Do you think you are you are complete or you are beautiful or you are happy because people validate you? And that is wrong. Remember, when God created you, he did not go outside of himself to create you. He looked within himself. Because God had good intention for you. That's what the Bible said. After God created everything so that all things were good, you had to go and rest. So you were the last piece God created. You man's, Man or humans were the last piece God created. And so God saw that all that he has created was good. And he went to rest. In the sense that when he went to rest, he saw that you were complete. That there was nothing to add or there was nothing to remove. So if you understand this thing, it will be easier for you to live your life without trying to please people, without trying to win people over to yourself, without trying to make people validate you. It will be easier for you to live freely. You enjoy your life. Okay, so I this is just a background story for what I wanted to say. So now, what is external validation? You might be asking, I've been talking about, or probably I've been giving examples what do internal validation means okay first of all internal validation is the ability to honor and acknowledge sorry acknowledge your positive attributes strength achievement and emotions by yourself external validation is the acknowledgement of your strength and emotions from others when people you know validate though they acknowledge your emotions what you feel about yourself your strength your abilities whatever at all your achievements people just come and they say ah yes this is good this is not good you know they just acknowledge it and the center validation could come from you always seeking you know uh, people's support or encouragement like people's approval for whatever you are doing especially family members or friends it's not bad to rely on loved ones for support or encouragement or just to know what they feel about something but when you go overboard with it that for every single thing you take for every decision for anything about your life at all you just want to know what do they think what do they think ah is this thing good how do they see this thing is it all right am i doing this right and you leave what god is saying about you and go or chase after what people are saying about you then there's a problem is a problem validation is a common need most of us experience but like any behavior validation seeking exists on a spectrum from the lax harmful habit of impressing someone or occasionally compromising with others to keep their peace to the more harmful one of ignoring our rights and enduring abuse to avoid abandonment like i said before people have wrong or poor attachment styles there's avoidance attachment there's um healthy attachment and there's um what else again there are so many forms of forms of attachment styles and those who have a poor attachment uh, style they would always want to 
you know compromise on their happiness or compromise on their well-being to ensure that you don't abandon them to ensure that you keep validating them they just want to please you at all costs and say ah if this person does not validate me ah i won't go anywhere you see i don't it's like an addiction just like when somebody takes hard drugs or somebody takes cocaine a part of their brain is excited yes ah you have given me my substance today you know addiction can be true substance or whatever but now i'm talking about addiction to our emotions what makes us excited emotionally that is internal validation so addiction is something that when you indulge in it it excites your brain it excites you and the part that controls the emotional center of the brain would be excited once people validate you like ah see how you are fine today see how you did your makeup today sometimes you go over body over you will do your makeup so much you will overdress you 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 just do things over and over like more than you should do above moderation just because you want people to validate you and once they do it you are excited your, your brain is excited you feel really really happy they validated me but the day they do not do it you are angry you are feeling bad you are feeling depressed so that tells you that it's there that there's something wrong with you that tells you that there's something wrong with you emotionally that you have to fix it so stop looking for pleasure stop looking for happiness stop looking for satisfaction or fulfillment stop tr- looking for excitement from people or from things or externally you should first be happy in yourself so even when people are validated you just know that it's an extra it's just a plus because you are happy in yourself already you are excited in yourself already so if someone comes and validates you or tells you oh you are beautiful you are looking fine today somebody just comes and approves whatever you are doing you just know that it's an addiction you already know that this thing is good or this thing is right it's very very important it's and this also plays out in our assignments or in our callings Sometimes we feel like we need people to tell us that whatever we are doing is right or is correct. But my question for you is who called you? Whose ministry have you been called into? And who have you been called to serve? Is it man or God? That is why when offense comes in our places of service or probably when offense comes in the church you see people running or see people leaving church you tell you i'm no longer going to church because so so and so pastor offended me because so so and so church offended me and the reason why you keep walking out of churches with offense is because you have not reconfigured your mind to to understand that you go to church because you want to serve God, because you love God, not because people validate you, not because people honor you, not because people clap for you, not because people approve you, not because people would not step on your toe. So this is the reason why offenses are, 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 are I don't know how to say this. This is why in Christian communities you will see offense, you see people serving with offense, you see people angry at each other. Because this person did not applaud you, this person did not validate you, this person did not give you the public applause that you wanted. But God is telling you, you are not here to serve man, you are here to serve me. I only placed you here, you know, to serve. So don't serve with anger, don't serve with offense. Don't be looking for applause. It's not every time that your master will, will clap for you and say you are done there. Even when you have done everything with your strength, with your blood, with your sweat, the validation or the applause may not even come. The reward may not even come from them. But God is training you. 
But if you do not understand all of these things, you will use offense and leave probably today. Your pastor did not call you out and say, ah, because you have cleaned the church or you have cleaned instruments, ah, come and say, let us pray for you. Let everybody clap for you. You won't be like, ah, this, this pastor is ungrateful. You're not doing it for your pastor. You're doing it for God. You're doing it for God. You're doing it for your pastor. So you use offense. You leave that church. Go to another church. And that church, probably you start playing instruments. Because nobody tells you, ah, come and take transport. Ah, you play instrument very well, you are angry. Ah, this boy did not even appreciate me. You leave again with offense. Just like that. Now, living with offense or going about seeking for external validation, did it change your reality? Did it make you feel better? No. You just kept living with offense, with offense, with offense, with offense. And it does not, it does not, doesn't help at all. So that can even stop God's blessings from reaching out to you. Because a lot of um anger a lot of um uh, yeah offense anger a lot of other things have covered you from the reach of god and this would bring me to the story of moses um is our culture that we always look at the bible we always study the bible okay before we look at moses let's look at matthew chapter 6 from verse 1 to 4 look at what jesus christ was telling the people he said take heed that you do not Take heed that ye do not your arms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. So this is Jesus Christ telling the people, if you want to give, don't do it in front of people. Don't do it in front of men. Don't do it in a way that people will clap for you. People will applaud you. Don't do it in a way to seek external validation or approval. He said, otherwise, you have no reward of your father, which is in heaven. So if whatever you are doing as a child of God is to make people validate you externally, then you have no reward from God or you have no reward in heaven. Verse 2 said, therefore, when thou doest thy arms or when you give, do not sound the trumpet before thee. As the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have what they are reward. Now this is another form of external validation. When you do something and you want people to really applaud you. Now, external validation can be in different forms. It can be for your emotions. It can be for your achievements. It can be for your accomplishments. It can be for whatever you are doing. It can be for... Um, just basically achievement probably in your school you have achieved a certain height or probably you have gone ahead of some persons probably you are just doing well in specific areas of your life you want people to see it and you are yes come and applaud me like you know you want people to see it and say yeah you are doing well Eternal validation can cut across different aspects of us even in our ministries that is why i had spoken about serving in church or uh, spoken about our callings and our ministries. Look at Jesus Christ is talking about giving. Some of us will give because we want people to to recognize us and say, "Ah, we are givers." We want people to recognize us and say, "We are philanthropists." We want people to recognize us and say, "Ah, this person is doing well." But God is saying, or Jesus Christ is saying, "Do not be like the hypocrites who shout about what they are doing." Or some of you will dress in a manner to um, provoke people to shout and say, "Ah." Almost, yeah, you are fine. You know, we just act in a certain way to, to draw people's attention to ourselves. And God is saying that this thing is not right. 
it's not right is that if you not draw attention if you not draw people's or mental attention towards you is that you have re- you have had your reward these people have already rewarded you by their applause by their clappings by their wow by their compliments you know and god is saying no you have not to live your life because you want to draw people's attention or seek people's validation Vesiri said, but when thou doest arms or when you give, let not thy left hand know that thy right hand do it. Let it not know what you are doing. Even keep it within yourself. You know, said that thy arms may be in secret. And thy father will see it in secret himself. Shall reward thee openly. So there is no way you can get a reward for whatever you are doing from God. If you are only seeking external validation. Because it is God that created you. He's the one sending you. He's the one giving you, sending you on an errand. That is what, that's what Jesus Christ told the disciples in Matthew chapter 10. He said, you are the only equipment needed. He said, you don't need a fundraising campaign. You don't need people to support you. You don't even need people to, to validate your calling. It is me that has called. It is me that is sending you. Go as you are so that I will reward you. And in my reward, I can even bring external validation. In my reward, I can bring people who can recognize your work externally and want to even favor you or even bless you. Apostle Feminazero says, for you to receive allocations from God, you have to first be in, in favor with God and with men. So firstly is with God. The Bible said in Luke chapter 1 verse 54 that God, that Jesus Christ grew in wisdom and strength and he found favor with God first before men. So whatever you are doing, God should be number one. God should be first. Stop trying to please people before God. Because God created you and you and these people together. Like you, you and these people are God's hand, hand, handicraft, are God's... Um, creation so if god has created you and these people together what do you think they can say about you that would be more correct or more valid than god who created you and them so you must first consider pleasing god you must first consider being at peace with god you must first consider validity from god before valid validation of validity from men and this was the problem of uh, Moses. This takes me to Numbers chapter twenty. This is the only story I could just bring up. But there were other, there, there were several stories or other stories where Moses wanted to please the children of Israel and displease God because he was tired of their murmurings. He was tired of their complaints. Humans would always complain. Humans will always, humans will not be satisfied. You cannot please a human being. You cannot please a human being. It is easier to please God than please man. I'm telling you. Just obey God. You have pleased God. The Bible said in John chapter 14 verse 15, said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. God's, God's way is simple. That's why the Bible said that in, John, in Isaiah 55 verse 8 to 10, he said, my ways are different from your ways. As the heavens are higher from the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. So God's, God's, fully, God's wisdom is man's foolishness. Or man's wisdom said, is foolishness before God. So you may feel like because ah, people around me, they're not happy, they're not supporting me, they're not validating what I'm doing, then what I'm doing is wrong, it's a lie, it's a big lie, because it is God who has called you, people will tell you, if you don't use makeup, or more, you are missing, no, no man will be attracted to you, nobody will like you, it's a lie, it's a big lie, most of these persons that are marrying, did you see them wearing makeup before their husband saw them, some of them will tell you that they were dressed like, uh, these mommy geos 
they were in, they still attracted their husbands look at Dexter she was not as um, how do I say this now or even look at Ruth Ruth was someone who had lost her husband she was a widow probably she, she must have been mourning at the time Boaz saw her but she was still beautiful to look upon she still found favor so favor doesn't look at your dress favor doesn't look at your appearance favor doesn't look at your makeup Favor doesn't look at your bank account. Favor looks at your containers. It looks at you internally. Look at look at the case of David when he was anointed king in First Samuel chapter seventeen. When uh, Prophet Samuel got got to their house, he wanted to anoint the men who had you know proper body built up, but sorry proper body built up. He wanted to anoint his elder brothers who were fine. And what did God tell Samuel? He said, "Drop that oil." He said, "Don't look at up, don't look upon their containers. Don't look up upon the external values." He said, "I'm looking at the internal. I'm looking at the heart of the man." And even before those men were to be crowned king, God had rejected them because internally they were wrong. So if you are wrong internally and you are alright externally, you are at trouble. You are at risk. Look at those men. Let's look at it as First um, Samuel chapter seventeen. Oh, verse sixteen. Okay, verse sixteen. Sorry, First Samuel chapter sixteen. So Samuel went to the house, and he wanted to anoint Eliab. Look at it. First Samuel sixteen verses. He said, and it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance. So if you're always looking for external validation, you are wrong. Because God doesn't look at external validation. Because when he wanted to create it, he did not look externally. He looked within himself. Say, Look at what the Lord said. But the Lord looked on their hearts. Then Jesse called Abinadab and all until verse 11. And the Lord rejected all of them. And Samuel said unto Jesse, I hear all their children. And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, that he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. So David was disregarded. Sometimes the people that, the person that people applaud more, externally is the person god has rejected because this person depends so much on what people are saying about them other than what god is saying and god is saying i look at their heart so god saw the heart of david okay now look at what happened in verse 12 and he sent and brought him in and he was ruddy you see and with her of a beautiful containers and goodly words to look to he said he was with her what a beautiful containers and he was goodly to look unto because and the Lord said arise and not him for this is he. Then someone took the horn of him and appointed him in the midst of his bedroom and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So David so Samuel rose up and went to Ramah and the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and the spirit was so because God had anointed him as king. The spirit of God left Saul, that is kingship left Saul. Look, that what 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 fell so was what fell King so was external validation of the people. God sent him on an errand in First cha- Samuel chapter fifteen. Key everybody in, 
in um what country was that or what people were, were that was it Am- the amalekites yes he said kill every kill every of the amalekites he said kill the animals nothing should be left in that land but king Saul, he said there was something he he, he, he told samuel i think in verse 22 okay verse 24 look at what he said and Saul said unto Samuel, i have sinned for i have transgressed and uh, transgressed the commandment of the lord and there was because i feared the people and obeyed their voice now therefore i pray the pardon of my sin and turn again to me that i worship the lord and someone said unto so i will not return unto thee for thou has rejected the word of the lord and the lord has rejected thee from being king over what israel so stop looking for external validation you can put yourself in a situation where god rejects you so Saul was denied king Saul's kingship ended the moment he started paying attention to external validation and obeying the people's voice other than God's voice. So external validation can get tricky that before you do anything, you are like, ah, what would, what would this person say? Ah, how would this person perceive it? If they don't perceive it, I'm not doing it too, but it is God that sent you or it is God that's telling you appear like this or it's God that tells you do this or do that. So we should be very careful. Now let's go back to Numbers chapter 20, verse 10 to verse 13. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. This was when the children of Israel were, were complaining that they needed water. And he said unto them, Ye now, ye rebels, he call, even called them rebels, must ye fetch you water out of the rock? And Moses lifted up his hand with anger, and with his rod he smote the rock twice, and God told him to do it once. Look at verse 8. He said, Take the rod. And the Lord, Lord and the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Take the rod and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak here unto the rock before their eyes. And he shall give what bring forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beast drink. The instruction was for him to stroke it once. But because of the people, Moses struck it two times. Verse 12, And the Lord said unto Moses and Aaron, Because you believed me not, to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. This is the water of Ereba, because the children of Israel strove with the Lord, and he was sanctified in them. So the children of Israel strove with the Lord. That's why I said, if, if whatever people are saying concerning you, or whatever external validation you are receiving that is contrary to God's word, please reject it. Whether for your appearance, whether for your academics, whether for your finance, whether for your ministry, whether for your marriage, whatever I told that people are always wanting to talk about, people are always wanting to give you their opinion or validation or approval, or probably you are always going to seek approval for them. If it is contrary to what God has told you, please reject it. Because if you accept it, you are invariably telling God that God is foolish, that whatever he has told you is not correct. And God can reject you. And can affect what God has sent you to do. So this is just a little background story of what I wanted to say. Oh, this is this is more like me coming to talk to you about dealing with external validation, dealing with addiction to external validation. You don't want to be excited because people approve you, because people validate you. Look at what Jesus Christ told the apostles when they came 
to the disciples in Luke chapter 17. They told him, he said, Master, we have casted out demons. And they cried out when we mentioned on it. And Jesus Christ was like, he was happy. But he told them, he said, do not be happy because you have seen external signs. Don't be happy because you have seen things happen. He said, be happy because your name has written in the book of life. God is not in, sometimes God is not in the drama. God is not in the noise. That, is, that was what God told prophet Elijah when he was running and told God, he said, if if you allow Jezebel to kill me now, there'll be no prophets to do this. And God told him, he said, keep quiet. There are 7,000 young, young prophets who have not bowed to bow. Sometimes because of how we, because of how people have carried us, because of how people have perceived us, because of so much external validation that we've gotten or we we have we have sought or how much we have seeked or how much we are seeking external validation we forget that we are answerable to god and after elijah had made that statement there was an earthquake there was fire there was a brimstone and the bible said that god was not in the earthquake god was not in the brimstone but god spoke in a still small voice so sometimes God is not in the external validation. God is not in the applause. God is not in people's approval. Stop being addicted to what people are saying. Stop being addicted to people approving. Stop being addicted to people's validation. God is not necessarily in the noise. Learn to take your validation from in, in within you, from God, from the Spirit of God. And this is where I'll be wrapping up with how to deal with addiction to external validation. I will list out the points, I will explain them, and I will leave us with the scripture. Yeah, so the first point I have here is that it's important to focus on your calling. It's important to focus on becoming what God has created you to be. It's focusing on First, accepting and validating yourself. Focus on your life. Focus on accepting what God has called you for. If your validation or if your addiction to external validation stems from how you look, stems from um, what you do, stems from any area at all, whether emotional validation, whether whatever format or focus on what god has given to you accept it and appreciate it stop looking at what stop looking at what outside stop trying to see if people are happy with your life stop trying to see people are happy that you are happy or happy that you are okay just focus on be happy just focus on finding peace within yourself and in your calling focus on your calling secondly understand why you've been called and understand why you are being sent to the people you are you are sent to i remember when i started going beyond relationship a relationship platform because i was just 18 years old when i started and there was someone he's more like a, a father figure and he called me and he was like Pisla, why are you doing this you're not in a relationship you're still very young do you think you can do this and seriously had no explanation for the person all i knew is that god told me to do it and that is why i'm doing it not basically because i can do it because god would call you and he will qualify god does not call the qualified he qualifies the one he calls so i understood that god was sending me to a kind of people and he gave me a particular message for them 
So I did not have to go and look outward to see, oh, how can I run my ministry? How can I run my platform? No, I had to look within what God has told me. I have to understand what I've been called into. I have to understand why he called me into it. By seeking him, by asking him thoroughly, by seeking instructions per time, per season for my ministry. And today, if they had told me that that ministry would be standing, I would have said it's a lie. Because last year, I had this kind of, I had this, um, impost- was it imposter syndrome? I don't know what happened. But I knew that I wasn't really excited doing what i was doing i wanted people to really validate what i was doing you know i wanted them to say absolutely you're doing well you're doing this you're doing that but something came up i met with someone because i had attended his one month workshop class and he told me he said become an authority in whatever you are doing this way you will not have to question if god really called you or not and it was true so after that encounter after he said that thing I was studying my Bible and I came across Second John chapter, 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. And the Bible said, The anointing teaches you all things about yourself and about Christ. And I used message translation that day and I was really happy I used it. And it says, You don't need the experience to know whatever you are doing. And I was like, Wow. So I may not be in a relationship, I may not be married, I may not be dating. Okay, even though I am dating. I do not even need experience. I need the anointing. The anointing makes a difference. And that was it for me. And from there, I there's something that just opened up to me that I stopped seeking external validation. I stopped seeking ah, if whatever we are doing is good. Sometimes I'll be waiting. If people do not respond to my messages on the platform, like, oh, whatever I'm saying is nonsense. It's not nonsense. It's not nonsense. It was this year I began to understand that I've been doing what God says I should do. And that was enough. From messages that people do not respond to, someone will reach out to me and say, I saw this message that you posted on the platform. It blessed me and this is this is what I'm going through. From there, the person opens up and the person gets their solutions or the person gets counsel that helps them. So if I was waiting for everybody to like whatever I was doing, probably I could have stopped and people would have not been people would have not been blessed even though they did not respond to the messages but they were reading that it was helping them so i now discovered that the anointing made a difference and i have to obey god per time because he has sent me to a people and there's a reason why he sent me focusing on that i stopped looking for external validation and i was doing well in my ministry thirdly live intentionally in thanksgiving thank god for who you are thank god for what you have thank god for how you are thank god for how you were created you may not be the most beautiful person you may not be the most beautiful you may not be the most fine man but thank god you are alive live your life intentionally on thanksgiving thank him every day be grateful for what you have be grateful for what you don't have as well be grateful for where you are going to be grateful for where you are that way you will not give uh, anxiety a chance you will not give depression a chance you will not give seeking external validation a chance you will not give um dissatisfaction or unfulfillment a chance in your life you'll be at peace because you are thanking god you are you are thanking the source of your creation you are thanking the source of your life and we have more reason to add to you that thanksgiving does there's something that thanksgiving does when jesus christ was to feed the five thousand 
people. He took five loaves of bread and two fishes. Probably good. I've gone and be asking, ah, asking people, bring all your things, bring all your, ah, bring everything in your house. Let's feed these people. No, he looked within himself and said, ah, I have a God that multiplies all. He thanked God. Now, thanking God, there was multiplication. Sometimes the reason why you are still trapped up in, in external validation is because you have not thanked God enough for how he has created. You have not thanked God for what he has brought you. You have not thanked God for where he's leading you or taking you to. And thanking God brings multiplication. He's just telling you, even though you, even though you are not as beautiful as you want, even though you are not as wealthy as you want, even though you are not as... Um, how do I say this? Even though you are not attracting kings yet or attracting people yet for your ministry or for whatever you are doing but living in thanksgiving thanks god that oh you are happy you are satisfied you are at peace then god will definitely multiply you live intentionally in thanksgiving thank god for your life be excited you are alive Thank God. Be grateful. You are not in the grave. Be grateful for his life. Fourthly, regenerate your mind of the validation of men. You can never please a man. Regenerate your mind. Reconfigure your mind that you do not need the validation of man. Reconfigure your mind that you are complete in Christ. That whatever you are doing is what God wants you to do and it is correct. It is the standard of God. It is absolutely okay. To do whatever you are doing without trying to to please anybody. Fifthly, I focus more on being at peace with God and honoring Him. Upon all the 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 the, the Pharisees and Sadducees spoke about Jesus. He never allowed himself to be to be to be disturbed by whatever they were saying. John chapter four verse eighty four. Jesus Christ said, "His meal is to do." the will of the father and his food is to do the work of god who has sent him he was more focused on honoring god he was more focused on being at peace with god than trying to win people over to him side trying to make people trying to uh, build his life around people's validation he was not concerned whether you liked him or not he knew he was there for an assignment and people's disapproval did not affect him he still carried out God's will and assignment for his life. Fifthly, or the okay, sixthly, the last, be aware that whatever man validates more than God have what already received his reward other than from God. Be aware that if people validate what you do, you have already received your your reward. If you are if you are more focused on Yes, they should, they should clap for me. They should applaud me. They should validate me. And surely they do validate you. Like we saw in Matthew chapter 6, you have received your reward. God will no longer reward you. But if you are more focused on getting your validation from, even when you know sometimes it's painful, you have worked, you have done an excellent work for somebody, you have done a perfect work for somebody. I know it's good that people appreciate our work, so people appreciate whatever we do, but don't build your life around that appreciation. That when it comes or does not come, you are not affected. Your self-esteem is not affected. Your love for God is not affected. Your life still goes on. So you are more focused on the fact that your being, your happiness, your peace, your satisfaction, your fulfillment comes from God other than what people say or what people approve of you or do not approve of you. 
So God, God, uh, Jesus was telling the people, he said, if you are giving out, if you are giving out, probably if you are giving, and you do it in the, in the front of people, you probably blow a trumpet and say, come, oh, look at what I have done. God said, you have received your reward like that. Your people will clap for you. That's just your reward. Heaven will not, heaven did not back up that reward. So be more focused on being validated by God. Let God mark you. Let God give you the applause that you desire. Let God validate you. That is more important than men validating you. I just hope that this blesses someone and encourages you that you can live your life without trying to please people, without trying to get their validation. Be okay and satisfied with pleasing God and let God reward you. And let him bring you before men that will also appreciate whatever you are doing, but will not draw you away from himself or will not draw you into always seeking external validation or seeking to please men, but to please him. I pray that this will be your testimony that you are breaking free from addiction to external validation in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you guys so much for joining in. God bless you. Love you all. See you next two weeks for our next episode. Take care and God bless. Bye.